the Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Tom, easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? You're lucky, team. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. What's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Hi, this is Gretchen Whitmer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, great conversation this past hour with uh, Amber Taylor from Back to the Bricks, and it's great to see that event back, and people can get out and check out all the classic cars and all that kind of stuff, And which is a great pandemic inertia buster. But we're going to talk about... Uh, uh, pandemic inertia busting with the author of a new book called Every Day is a Field Trip. Jay Hummer joins me by phone. Hi, Jay. Welcome to the show. Hello, Jay. Did oh, sorry, Tom. I, uh, I had the phone on mute as I was on hold. I apologize. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. And um, now, I... I often ask where someone is calling from usually it's a city and state but in your case it's a little different well you know here's the funny part i'm actually calling from boston um but not from our home area of boston i'm actually in boston ohio where uh, Tioga <laughs> valley national park is and so we we were just hiking around the park and i had a race back up to the car so uh, i could get here for the programs this morning so yeah it's a beautiful spot of the country now, I, I read something that, that you had said uh, made the following comment. I've spent my whole life blurring the boundaries between work and play. Being a fun seeker since childhood, I figured out how to take every opportunity to do the things I love, playing sports, eating good food, connecting with people, and seeing the world. Um, how do you get that to pay the rent, Jay? And, and, you know, some of the reviews on the book have been, well, you know, geez, you know, Mr. Hummer can afford to do some of these things. And so I really try to make sure I I share with people when we're doing great 
uh, free field trips like the one today. They actually don't charge to get into this national park. And we just went to Brandywine Falls, which is a beautiful falls, a nice little hike. Um, but to answer your question more directly, I worked really hard. But I think the, the key was not allowing work to define you and not allowing it to be um, your everything. And, you know, for example, a lot of people, when they travel for business, they, um, they sit in a hotel, they go to their conference, and that's about it. And when I travel for business, um, I make sure I take in everything the local area has to do. So I literally will get into a hotel, and it kind of talks about it in the book. And, you know, as is always, I drop my bags off. I just literally get in the room, drop the bags, and I'm back out the door, and I'm trying to find out whatever that city or country has to offer. Um, and, you know, when you travel for business, you don't always have to just sit in a hotel room or sit in meetings. You have other hours of the day, and I think that's the key, is that we all have other hours in the day. And what we choose to do with those other hours is a mindset, and that's what we talk about a lot in the book. When you talk about um, every day uh, is a field trip, um, is there a, a way... Well, let's see. I, I want to ask this two different ways. One is, should people be trying to do professionally the things that they love to do so it never feels like they're going to work? And two, for people who are working, isn't treating life like a field trip good for business, too? Yeah, I, I, that's, a, that's a great question, Tom. And you know, I, I always believe that. I said that to my children, you know, do something. And my daughter brings that up all the time because I've always said that same expression. But I think what happens to everybody is that even if you're doing something you love, uh, when you have to report, it still becomes a job. And it's not necessarily what you um, might want to choose to do every single day. So I still believe that even though it's great to do something you, you love, and everybody doesn't have that chance, let's face it. You know, there's 330 plus million people in our country, and they don't all have the chance to do what they love for work. Um, so you still have to find that other time when you're not working and how to have fun in your life and not allow work, you know, just, you know, kind of go through the grind. You know, I've got to make, you know, that old, that old donut commercial. I have to make the donuts and just, you know, being in a trance every day. Yeah. You know, treat yourself to fun every day, no matter what. And that's a mindset that, 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 you know, we portray and talk about in the book. Did the pandemic um, change uh, fundamentally for a lot of people the way they view work, being able to work from home and maybe manage their time differently? I think it did. You know, I just wrote on our website, I write a blog, uh, and the, the, um, the, the oh, oh, actually, this might have been a blog I wrote for a blogger. I'm not sure which one, so I apologize in advance. But we talked about, you know, where all the people went. And, you know, during the pandemic, we saw in our suburban neighborhood just people. I, I thought we were in a city. There were so many walkers, and it didn't matter if it was raining in a snowstorm. At night, they were always walking. And it, I think it absolutely changed that people uh, were working from home more, and a lot, of, a lot of people weren't allowed to. Obviously, they had jobs that required them to be there, but they were working out of their homes, and they were out there walking and enjoying themselves. And so in this blog post, I literally said, you know, where'd the people go? You know, they're, they're gone. It's like they went a lot of them went back to work and there are no more walkers it's just the regulars are out there now so i i think it did and and how does how do we take advantage of that going forward you know i i've talked with my kids about that that geez if you know you can negotiate to work out of the house a little bit 
um, you know, even if it's not uh, five days a week, if you can get there and maybe get to the office four days. And a lot of businesses are talking about doing exactly that, where, you know, they are allowing their, their, their people to still work at home because a lot of businesses have found, and of course I'm not speaking for everybody, but they've found that people are more productive, and often is the case. I know this happens. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I'm an entrepreneur. I was just thinking you know, that, Jay, because when you take away the commute, you take away greeting fellow workers and a little gossip around the water cooler, you take all those things away, you can get a lot more done in the same amount of time. Um, yeah, you, you sure can, and you also, yeah, you also, um, you know, report to the office quickly, and you sometimes stay there longer at home. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, I, I know. Um, it, oddly enough, I had uh, closed my studio in January of uh, 2020 and moved the equipment home and started doing my show from home. So when the pandemic rolled along in March, I, I was already working from home. I thought it was going to be a little different. Then all of a sudden, everybody was working from home. But um, but I, I find that to be true when you have your workspace at home. And, and I highly advise people to keep it separate from your living space. Um, you really do. It, it takes a couple minutes to walk down the hall to the office and check emails and do the things that you would normally be doing during a work day, but you could do that in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah, you, you do. And I think that's something that people have to really learn to not allow their work at home to overtake their life as well. Um, you know, there's a balance. Still get out there and enjoy yourself. And when we talk about field trips, and you know, some people say my definition is a little looser than theirs. Yeah, I'm not talking about getting on a school bus and going on a field trip to see the Statue of Liberty or you know, the Empire State Building or, you know, whatever it is that you Or a museum. A <laughs> exactly. But, but, but I am talking about those, too, but I'm also talking about getting out and enjoying yourself every day. So if it means, for example, you know, we, we have a, a chapter in there talking about field, talking about the bus stop. And I look, I always joke, there's uh, the parents that go to the bus stop, they're holding their coffee and they're talking to friends. And I guess that's a little bit of a field trip, but for me, I used to bring a soccer ball or a baseball or a basketball or a football and I would play with all the kids, and the kids would have recess before they got on their bus. And for me, I always liked, you know, kicking a ball around or playing with the kids, and so that was fun for me as well. And it was a field trip and a jump start of the day, and while I was out there, I went on the walk. And then I got back and would get into my uh, rest of my business activities. And I think there's a way to jump start your day that um, – doesn't have to involve uh, just stopping at, at the coffee shop on the way to the office commute. Is it easier to develop the, the kind of attitude that, that you have about making time for fun if, if the work you do is not particularly demanding? I'm thinking about people who work, you know, construction and, and physical labor jobs that just, you know, wear them out after the, the course of a shift. Yeah, everybody has a different work, and everybody has a different environment. And uh, I hear what you're saying. Well, you know, they, perhaps they may not go to the gym or want to go hike a mountain after they're working, but <laughs> maybe they can go to a museum or go to a ball game. And, uh, you know, we talk about free activities. A lot of people, they, you know, I mentioned this earlier, they want to know, hey, what can we do for free? Uh, you know, you can go to your local library and get museum passes. 
uh, for free and go to the go to the museums, or you can go down and watch a high school sports event like a baseball game or a football game or um, lacrosse game. I mean, some some schools probably charge for football where it's big time, but uh, you know, for the rest of them, there's you know, there's so many sports activities. Uh, pick a team and just go follow them and uh, get out of the house that way. And you know, they you know, as you were talking, Jay, I was thinking, and you know, why not just simply sit around a campfire and tell stories. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, that's old school right there, right, Tom? It it is old school, but it's one of my favorite things. But I come from a long line of storytellers, as I suspect you do, too, having been in radio. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And, you know, but that's funny. You know, most times when people, because everybody, you know, a lot of families have fire pits, and they sit around the fire pits, and, and we have one, and then, and um, they're fun. I mean, just the, the laughter that comes from sitting around a, a fire pit is uh, is something that um, I don't know. You can't you can't replace it. Uh, you know, sitting around the uh, the cafeteria at, and uh, and you can't really buy that. No, it's it's no. not something that involves money. It's just allowing yourself to enjoy. Yeah, I'm not gonna, Tom. I'm not gonna lie to you. When I do have the fire pit, I do want us more. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a a big one for you know hot dogs over an open flame or or uh, roasted marshmallows. It's I I actually good, right? was I was with some people one time that were making s'mores with bacon. Oh, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> bacon goes good with anything. Apparently, I've I've heard bacon referred to as uh the duct tape of food. Oh, that's interesting. That's a good one. <laughs> because so often it's wrapped around things. And Anyway, um, I want to talk some more about some of the experiences that you've had as an example uh, for listeners. And we have a, a break coming up here in about a minute. And so I don't want to dig too deep, Jay. Can you stick around for a few minutes and, and talk some more? Of course, I'm here. All right. My guest is uh, Jay Hummer, and he's uh, written a book, um, and it's called Every Day is a Field Trip. And we're going to talk about some uh, examples of field trips. We've talked about a few, but we're going we're gonna to see what some of the things that uh, um, Jay has explored when we return. If you're listening to us on uh, WFOV, our Voices Radio, 92.1 LPFM in Flint. They are a broadcast service of the Flint Odyssey House Spectacle Productions and my friend Paul Herring. We're going to let them squeeze a few words in um, or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. And then we'll return with more of our conversation with uh, Jay Hummer coming up a little bit later in the show. We did have uh, scheduled a uh, musical guest, a uh, Motown songwriter and uh, recording artist, who we've been unable to reach this morning. So we may be doing something a little different, talking about podcasts for kids. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Stay tuned. Uh, Don't touch that dial. Don't click that mouse. There's lots more of today's edition of the Tom Sumner program coming up straight ahead. Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. Hi, this is Mark Farner, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner program. 
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination, a COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can. Keep wearing masks correctly and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19 and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wanky stories we call The X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air, where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums, where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. I know of a place where you never get harmed, a magical place with magical charms, indoors, indoors, indoors. 
Hi, this is Deb Cherry, Genesee County Treasurer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Radio Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This uh, We're going to continue our conversation with the author of a new book called Every Day is a Field Trip, Jay Hummer, who joins me by phone. Um, from Boston, Ohio. I didn't even know there was a Boston, Ohio, but uh, I don't get around as much as Jay does. Anyway, Jay, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. Sorry to make you sit through all that. Yeah, again, I'm not from Boston. I'm in Boston, Ohio. Right now, we're 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 taking a we're taking a field trip. In fact, yesterday we were in Cleveland, and we had just some great field trips. We saw the the uh, soldiers and sailors memorial statue with the goddess of freedom. Doesn't that sound awesome? The goddess of freedom statue uh, tower. Actually, it was really cool. Yeah, it does. Um, it, we were talking a little bit uh, in the last segment about different types of field trips and that they don't necessarily have to cost money but how did you evolve this this uh this mindset that every day is a field trip has that always been part of your makeup or were you in one of those uh jobs that dragged you out of bed in the wee hours of the morning to make the donuts and you walked around like a zombie all day and 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 realized i got to make a change no, you know, the, the book, the idea of the book came when I was at a field trip with one of my children. And I, when we got back from the field trip as a chaperone, I was a chaperone. And my, my lovely bride, Helen, said, um, how was the field trip, Jay? And I said, it was great, but every day is a field trip for me. And <laughs> I, um, I realized the bold statement that I had made. And so I, I did a little survey. I, I kept a journal every day for six months to see if indeed... I was living in the manner of which I boldly had just stated. And uh, after six months when I realized, yes, I indeed was, uh, I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a book about this because other people need to share that same mindset and uh, to enjoy every day of their one life. Um, of, of some of the of adventures that you've had, um, what are some highlights? Oh my gosh! Um, I mean, anything that that has to do with seeing something new and exploring something different, um, and that you know that could be anything. I gotta, you know, I mean, right now I'm on a I'm on a little tour with my son. He's a he's a college student, and we're we're just going around seeing new things and doing new things. And uh, for us, we love national parks, so we try to get. And that's why we're here in Boston, Ohio today, Cuyahoga Valley National Park. Um, but so we love those, but. It really is anything, and I've got to I've got to say a funny story. The other day, I have this lawnmower I bought last fall, and the automatic drive because I still like to cut my own lawn, and the automatic drive um, stopped stopped working. And I'm not a mechanic, um, but I decided I was going to fix this thing, and so I actually fixed it. And you know, for some people, that's kind of all in a day's work. But I had never fixed anything uh, that has a motor in it, and I was so excited that I fixed this thing. I, I was on cloud nine. You would have thought I would have just come back from a, you know, around the world trip. So it, it's anything that really stokes your imagination, I guess, is the, um, is the answer. But there must be some highlights. I mean, I realize you, you embrace uh, all those new experiences um, and, and every day is a field trip, but um, I, I, I just, I can't help wondering that, that somewhere in there, there are these these bigger than life moments that you've experienced. 
Yes. Okay. So I, I will say that in the book, we, we break it into four chapters. And the last, I mean, into four um, sections. There are 36 chapters, and they're all fun stories. And then there are field trip challenges in each, in each uh, story. And um, the last chapter is, uh, is called Bucket List. And I guess that's a great place to start. And so um, on my bucket list right now is hiking to the top of the highest point in each state in the in the country and so uh, literally later today we're going to be at the high point of ohio and the high point of indiana and um you know those are those are free activities except of course they cost to drive there um and so that's kind of that's that's mine right now and it's what it's what really is getting me going and i i am a hiker and if i could tell you the the um the two most exciting hikes in that bucket list so far were hiking a glacier, Mount Hood in Oregon, and that was a lot of fun because I had never hiked a glacier, so that was different. Um, but I, I'm going to go with that. I mean, I could literally start, I could probably keep your whole program talking about fun and exciting challenges that I've, um, I've done. And um, actually, the first chapter of the original manuscript was, was about a whitewater rafting trip, and a buddy of mine who came who was petrified, and yet he went through with it, and he did it, and it was, um, you know, it, it was kind of an exciting chapter, and we still have that chapter in the book, but my editors moved it, and they didn't let it be chapter number one because there was a better process, but uh, there's a lot of exciting things that, that are listed there, but I'm going to go with the bucket list because it's still happening right now. You know, this is a time when people are just starting to come out of their cocoons in a lot of ways. As the, um, e Even though we're seeing some upticks in the pandemic, a lot of people have become vaccinated. People are starting to try and get out and do things. Um, <laughs> do, are, are there, I, I don't know how to phrase this, uh, Jay, are there... Um, any starter field trips you'd like to recommend for people that are just starting to peek their head out? You know what? That is a great question. And, you know, the really cool thing about the book, it has field trip challenges, in it, and it lists uh, literally there are hundreds of field trips that are, that are there. One thing that we didn't get to do in, in Cleveland that I wanted to look at um, and I don't even know if there was one, but I wanted to look at my book to, to say, hey, did I have a bridge listed? Um, I, I, I like walking over bridges, whether they're big, you know, expansive bridges like the Golden Gate Bridge or um, the George Washington Bridge in New York, or if they are um, covered bridges. And Ohio has a bunch of covered bridges that I would love to go out and see these classic covered bridges in Ohio. And in New England, anytime I see a covered bridge, I, the brakes go on, I turn around and I go back and I park the car somewhere and I walk under that covered bridge. And it's just, uh, I don't know, it's this little feeling that it's something special, these covered bridges and walking over an expanse that goes over this great big body of water is uh, kind of a magical experience for me. So as long as you're not uh, afraid of heights, that would be something really cool to do. And, you know, we talk about heights. There's a number of different field trip options for people who, who you know, like getting in a hot air balloon and taking a ride in a hot air balloon. We, My son and I took uh, friends up on a hot air balloon ride, and um, our, my, my, my buddy is kneeling on the, on the floor of the basket. And I, say, I asked him, I said, well, what are you doing on the floor? He said, I'm afraid of heights. I said, oh, my gosh, why are you going in a hot air balloon? And he said, I want to overcome it. And I was like, wow, that's, 
that's really cool. And, and sure enough, little by little, he ended up standing up. And, and if you've ever been in a hot air balloon, you're floating. And it's this really weird feeling because you're in this basket where it could be really scary being on the edge of this basket and nothing but the ground, you know, hundreds of feet below you. And yet it's a magical floating experience. You're out there just floating in air, and it's a very cool thing. So that would be a, a, a good one if you could arrange that if, uh, if funds were, were okay. But, uh, you know, the bridges I like as well. That's something I always, I always look for myself because it's continuous. I, how much planning has to go into these adventures? Uh, not a lot of planning when you're just doing something out of your home. Um, you know, I mean, it's something as simple as, as going and finding a rail trail and getting on a bike trail and going out there and, and biking. I mean, the, the country is, is, is loaded with these great bike paths now from all these old railroad lines that have been turned into bike and walking paths. You can rollerblade, you can bike, you can walk, and they're just fabulous. And, you know, find one near you that, uh, you know, the Internet's a fabulous place, right? We, we have the research at the tip of our fingers consistently, and if you don't have Internet service by some chance, you know, the local library would. And uh, you can just get, you know, that information as, as quickly as you need to. So, um, you know, walking is always great, and, you know, find out what your city has. One of the things I also talk about in the book is, is your own city. I mean, so many people kind of ignore what's in their own backyard. And so I made a list of, of, of things in Massachusetts that I hadn't seen yet and, um, you know, started to chip off those to say, okay, I haven't seen these items in Massachusetts and I want to go see these, you know, whether it's a covered bridge out in Shelburne Falls, which is this, I'm sorry, the uh, Bridge of Flowers. I, I still have covered bridges on my mind. The Bridge of Flowers is this bridge that they closed and instead of tearing it down, um, the local group turned it into uh, a bridge of flowers. So literally, it's this gorgeous garden on this bridge, and you just walk across this bridge of flowers. And that was something that I wanted to see that I hadn't seen. Um, but there's so many things in every single state. I mean, you know, when, when we travel to a different state, it, you know, we're like a kid in a candy store. It's like, oh, I want to see this, I want to see that. And just kind of um, research that state or research your own backyard first. Research your own city and town. Um, I, I read about a couple in my town uh, who walked every single street in the town. And that was pretty cool. So I added that and said, okay, I've got to do that too. Walk every single street in our town. So that's something you don't have to leave your town. You just have to figure out how to get around every single street and how many days it might take you. Well, this is, uh, this is fascinating. Um, I, and, and I still get back to my original question. How do you... How do you make a living and still have time to do all of this? <laughs> well, I'm an entrepreneur now. And, and, and I'm an entrepreneur because I wanted to have the right to not report if I didn't want to report. And, um, you know, I, so I, I, I actually have a chapter in the book about, about um, you know, about uh, being an entrepreneur and being able to, if you want to. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I had a great corporate career. And I was lucky I had a company that we did travel, and I got to see a lot of things because of it. Um, but, again, I, 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 I worked for over 35 years, maybe it was more, in, in the corporate world. And, uh, you know, every day I took a field trip. So I don't personally believe working for a living is an excuse not to enjoy your life every day. And, uh, you know, as a result, I, I didn't. Um, you know, if you have kids, 
uh, I mean, it's a built-in field trip. They provide you so many activities and so many things to do, so many games to see and concerts to watch and recitals to look at and tiddlywink tournaments, if that's what it is. I mean, there's so many things. And if you had grandkids, same thing. You know, get involved. You know, the key is just wanting to get out of your house, wanting to not sit in front of the TV. Hey, there's a lot on TV now. And you could sit there for days watching TV, but you're, at that point, you're living somebody else's life, not your own. And I, I can't help noticing that a lot of the things that you talk about um, are primarily in the U.S. And you talk about doing things in your own city, in your own region, um, and, and in this country. Do you think um, that this is a good time for people to maybe... Uh, try to hit all 50 states as opposed to international travel? Uh, well, personally, uh, I, you know, I don't care where you go, just go somewhere, right? Just do something. Uh, you know, I love international travel. I haven't gone since the pandemic, um, and, you know, and I'm okay with that because I'm, I have this little bucket list that happens to be in the country, and it's the, it's the high points and the national parks uh, because I had been traveling internationally on business um, and was missing out on those. And so they're on my list. Uh, I know they're on my son's list. He wants to get to every single state. Um, and so it is our country. Why wouldn't you want to get to every state? And I think every state in this country is beautiful. I've, I've, you know, I've visited most of them. I have a couple more to get to, but I've, um, I think there's, all something, there's something great in every one of them. Well, this is, uh, Jay, this is amazing. Um, you mentioned earlier that you do a blog, and, I, you know, obviously um, the book is a great place for people to start to, to try and get that mindset of every day is a field trip, the title of uh, Jay Hummer's book. Um, but, Jay, do you have a, I, I always want to give guests an opportunity as we're getting close to wrapping up to let listeners know where they can find out more about you the book and and your work past present and future or your field trips do you have a website yeah, no thank you i do we do uh, that would be every day is a field trip.com and there's a photo gallery in there you can you can um you can get the book the hardcover that's where we sell the hardcover book uh you can also get uh some pretty cool uh, uh items on the website too that that say every day is a field trip which um, on our trip, we've been handing out some of our stickers uh, to and to anybody who who is uh, to, is nice to us. They don't have to do anything special; they just have to be nice. And we, I think, yesterday I handed out 15 stickers. And every time somebody goes, "Oh, every day is a field trip. That is so cool!" And it's like, yeah, um, that's the that's the goal is that we want folks to enjoy their life. So that's our website. They can also get the book on on Amazon, and you can follow our. You can follow our trip on our YouTube channel, which we just started. We need subscribers because we literally just started it. Um, or the Instagram, um, uh, Every Day is a Field Trip um, uh, page or site. I don't even know what it's called. That's bad. Um, but uh, fortunately for me, my son is doing the Instagram part. So you can follow us there. We also have a Facebook community page, which we just started. So you can share your field trips on there and get ideas from other people. And that's... Uh, on on facebook so there are any number of ways that you can follow us and get involved and and learn like when i you know when before we got to cleveland i asked some folks hey does anybody have a restaurant to recommend in cleveland um you know and i got i i um, had somebody respond so uh, yes 
please do get involved and I hope you read the book and I hope you find some great things in there that that uh, make every single day of your life um, a fun one. Well, Jay, thanks so much for uh, sharing a little fun with uh, me and the listeners this morning. I really appreciate it. Well, are you kidding me? Thank you for having me and uh, thank you to everybody for listening and I hope you have a great and sparkling day today. All right. Well, Jay, safe and happy travels. You take care, Tom. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. As Jay Hummer, he's the uh, author of a new book called Every Day is a Field Trip. And we're going to have more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead.
Honey, look somebody pretty You'll see Amarillo Gallup, New Mexico Flagstaff, Arizona Don't forget Winona Kingston, Boston San Bernardino Won't you get hit to this timely When you make that California trip Program.com I have to lay low for a while So I'll be staying here inside It's too dangerous out in the world I'll see you on the other side When I'm in my quarantine too high My heart is aching and I'm missing you I'll see you on the other side I'll see you on the other side I'll see you on the other side We're all in for a bumpy ride I'll see you on the other You hear. I hold on to this phone so tight Then I'll whisper you a goodnight kiss I'll see you on the other side When I crawl out of my cage When the world is purified I will find you and I promise this I'll see you on the other side I'll see you on the other side on the other side and I'll meet you with arms open wide see you on the other side see you on the other side see you on the other side and I'll meet you with arms open wide see you on the other side Darkwing Duck here, and every time I'm in Flint fighting crime, I always stop by the Tom Sumner program. Don't forget, stay dangerous. Darkwing Duck out. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination? A COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine, and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly, 
and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19 and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. The Tom Sumner Program has hosted live candidate forums for local, state, and national offices at bars, restaurants, coffee shops, and colleges. Armchair Politics has gone to Lansing, Frankenmuth, Birch Run, and Hell. Hell, Michigan, that is. We've done shows all the way to the Mighty Mac and back to the bricks. We've done remotes from a baseball stadium in Lansing, a grocery store opening in Flint, and from a moving train. We'd like you to tell us where to go next. You can write to us at TomSumnerProgram.com, call us at 810-339-8255, or contact us on Facebook. This is your chance to tell the Tom Sumner Program where to go. Objection. I object. I object to that, Your Honor. Oh, hi, Mom. What's up? Dana, what are you doing? Oh, you know, just um, Attorney General stuff. Listen, I have a legal question. What is it, Mom? I just got a call from the water company. Apparently, your father has not been paying the bill. I guess they're going to turn the water off because we owe more than $1,000 now. Can you believe it? Actually, I can't. So listen, we just have to send them $200 in Edible Arrangements gift cards and that will keep the water on. Now, here's the legal question. What is the website for Edible Arrangements? Mom, it's an imposter scam. Imposter scam. Is that .com or .edu? No, the call was a scam. Scammers will pretend to be a government agency or a utility company or someone else you might do business with. A big red flag is if they tell you that you can pay them using gift cards. So when in doubt, ask for the information to be sent to you in writing. And never give a caller or someone you don't know your personal information or your money. If you do suspect an imposter scam, Report it to my office at mi.gov slash agcomplaints. Okay, all right. And Dina, where do I file a complaint that my daughter hasn't visited in over a month? Does your office have a website for that? Okay, Mom, I'm hanging up now. I'm Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. This is U.S. Senator Gary Peters, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. I want to say just a few words about North Carolina, my home state, possibly the finest state in this entire union. We got industry of all kinds, pretty country, raised corn, cotton, Backer, peaches, peanuts, all like that. Got colleges all over the state, fine quality, pretty girls, and run off the finest white lightning made anywhere. (laughs) 
Hey, I see you all ain't forgot your raisin. <laughs> but it is. It, it's, uh, well, this, uh, this government stuff that you all use up here in New York and all, that'll kill you. <laughs> it will. You can't tell what's in it. <laughs> here last, uh, last New Year's Eve, I was up in New York, and uh, I, got, I got betrayed into drinking several, several folks' health. And uh, I was trying to be as, you know, as robust as I could about it. And uh, I kept on drinking their healths, friends, till I'll tell you the truth, my own pretty near become endangered. <laughs> but, well, now that's not true about white lightning. Now you can tell what's in that because you can see through it. <laughs> and I never shall forget my first swallow of it. I, I took a good one and I swallowed her down and she hit bottom. And, and my face turned red, my eyes rolled back, and I gagged just a little bit. And then by and by, I got over it. And some of the boys says, how are you? And I says, boys, I'm doing fine, gaining ground all the time. And I think I've got her if she don't jump. <laughs> yes, sir. I says, says, give me just a minute to rest, and I'll try her again. <laughs> there, was, uh, there was one fella that lived there close to me there a while, fellow named Sam Wood, and he did. He made the best they was made anywhere around, but he had bad luck with it. He uh, seemed like every time he'd run off a batch, why, he'd get caught, and he was on the county roads so long and got so old that they finally just put him to a cooking, and he was serving up the boys one night. He was serving up a mess of creasy salad. That's turnip greens. It's, it's not really. I just don't know what else to call them, but he was serving them up, and one of them called him back. Says, Sam, says, come in. Says, there's a lizard in my greens. <laughs> Sam looked back and forth and says, hush. Says, the others will want one too. <laughs> they, I, I mean, they might be good fixed right. <laughs> Sam, he, uh, he used to, he had bad trouble with drinking a whole lot of it too. But uh, he quit about, oh, five, six, seven years ago. And I got to talking about it with him one time. I says, Sam, did you ever have the DTs? He says, boy, I had them when they first come out. <laughs> now, I'd like to report to you here that there is excellent progress going on all over. Down there, even in, in the most backwoods communities at home, they're getting all kinds of modern conveniences. There was a fella that worked at the same factory that I used to with my daddy there in Mount Airy, and he come in out of the mountains one morning just as mad as he could be. And he says, Carl, says the people up there in the mountains get to act just like the people in town. Says there's a family of them up there close to us that started putting screens on their windows. Shutting the flies out on everybody else. <laughs> and, well, then too, I think this is pretty good. Uh, nearly all, nearly all of our local officials can read and write now. <laughs> they can. And some of them do their own punctuating. <laughs> they was... They was, they was one in particular that I remember. He was learning pretty good. And he is down at the barber shop reading the paper and showing off. <laughs> and, well, he is, he is reading along and he says, uh, says, I see him while so-and-so paid the spring sacrifice. 
And the barber says, yeah, I heard where he is killed. Says, don't say he is killed. Says he paid the supreme sacrifice. <laughs> it's not very funny. I just thought I'd tell you. <laughs> and we are, we are thrifty. I'm proud of that. I had an uncle one time. He said he bought him a new pair of shoes off a fella. Said he paid $3 and a quarter for them. Pretty brown shoes. And said he put them on, and he was walking on uptown. And said he was walking along, and said his left shoe commenced to hurt him a little. And he was limping just a little bit, and said he was walking on, and he passed one of his friends. Says, what are you limping for? He says, I bought these shoes, and this left one's hurting me just a little. He says, why don't you cut them? He says, I ain't gonna cut these shoes. Says, I paid three dollars and a quarter for them. He kept on walking, there's a hurting worse, and he got studying about that thing. And he got studying, maybe that fella had something about cutting that shoe. He says, I took my knife, and I cut a little hole just about that size, right where the sore was. And he says, yeah, you know, I wouldn't took three dollars and a quarter for that hole. <laughs> well, <laughs> he told me that, and I had to get up off the porch. <laughs> but now, them of you that has to live here in Washington, there's a whole lot to be admired about, about Washington, too cherry trees, monuments, and everything like that. The main thing, though, that I admire about Washington are the pretty girls, and I'm bound to say that. They are as pretty and well-built as any I ever seen tried to fill a balloon dress. <laughs> and I love to look at them. My wife told me a long time ago, she says, you can look at the pretty girls, but don't you never touch them. And friends, I've tried to live by that. Of course, that throws me to do an extra lot of looking just to make up for that one handicap. <laughs> well, I reckon we might as well go right ahead and get right on into the service. Is the choir ready? All right. This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. Tracks. 
Alexander Zanjic, don't touch that dial. You're listening to Tom Sumner. <laughs> 